What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Growing Up DeVille DI. Brought to you by Thoughts by DeVille DI the podcast. Now, today I'm gonna tell you the story of one of those milestones, one of those benchmark moments in a young man's life. I'm gonna tell you about the first time DeVille DI gets a job. Cool music playing in the background. That's the subtitles. <laughs> Either way, man. So, this is my senior year in high school. Um, at this point, I have my license. You know, I'm driving to and fro and here and there. And I'm just starting to really get into uh, fashion and dressing. You know, this is 90s. This is 98, 99. So, at this time, you know, um, Tommy Hilfiger, Nautica, Polo. That's what people are going for, you know, the FUBU. FUBU was popping back then. Uh, did Iceberg come around yet? I know Iceberg was around, but I don't know. I don't quite remember if it was really, uh, had, had caught the steam yet, but either way. So, I'm starting to have, cause I was normally just a t-shirt and jeans kind of got t-shirt, jeans, sneakers. But the older I got in getting into my senior year, a lot of the guys that I was hanging with were church boys. Did y'all hear that owl? Church boys. You know, so they had a different kind of clothes. I don't really want to call them church boys, but they were. They went to church. And I don't know why that's important, but it just seemed like all the guys that went to church I had had all the uh, the polo and all the Tommy Hilfiger and all the Nautica. So I wanted to fit in. I wanted to dress to impress because, you know, I'm in full-blown rattlesnake mode. Um, you know, I'm whoring it up at this point in my senior year in high school. So I need to be dressed to impress. And so I decided... DeVille's going to get a job. I wasn't even DeVille yet. I was still nuts. But I decided I'm going to get a job. So my first move, I had a friend that worked at Papa John's. So, and he was always fresh to death. So I was like, I'm going to ask Buddy, you know, if they hiring at the Papa John's. So I asked him about it, and he, he hits me with the, oh, man, you don't want to work there, yada, 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 yada. Listen, quick life lesson. Quit telling people that bullshit. Quit telling people that they don't want to work at the place where you're currently employed. Meanwhile, your ass gets up and goes to work there every freaking day. Don't be a hater all your life. And quit just pumping negativity into the universe. If a man comes to you and asks about a job at your workplace, tell him how to get a job there. Even if you don't help him get the job, at least explain to him how to get the job or tell him whether or not y'all are hiring. Either way. So he hits me with, you don't want to work here, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, man, whatever. Just so happened a couple days later, maybe a week or two, I don't know. 
I'm riding by a Domino's Pizza. I look up and I see a sign that says, now hiring drivers. I stop, I whip up in there, get the application, take it home. You know, I talk to my mom about it, you know, asking if it was she was okay with me, you know, being a driver for Domino's because at this point I'm driving her car. So if I get the job being a delivery driver, I'm gonna have to drive her car, which means I gotta drop her off at work and pick her up from work and so on and so forth. So mom was like, cool, do your thing. Fill out my app, take it up there. Um, the guy, I think his name was Sean. It was either Sean or Steve. I remember because he was a cool guy. Little slim guy, goatee, hip kid, hip kid. Well, he wasn't the kid. I was the kid. He was little, He was in his 20s. So he gives me, he's like the supervisor or the backup manager or whatever. He gives me an interview right there on the spot when I hand in um, my my application. He talks to me, he likes me. So he's like, yeah, man, um, I'm gonna have to talk to, uh, I think his name was Dave. Gonna have to talk to Dave, he's the store manager, yada, 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 but I, you know, I like you, I wanna bring you in, but of course I gotta run it by Dave, you know, nah. so I leave, get the call, from Dave and Dave talks to me a little bit and he offers me the job and tells me what they be paying me and everything and you know it's like come up here and uh, talk to me we'll make it official I go up there talk to him fill out all the paperwork the i9s and all that type of stuff and I'm officially a delivery driver for Domino's Pizza get my uniform my little shirt and hat did see it, it <laughs> I see a lot of the delivery drivers now pulling up with like t-shirts and stuff no, we had the full collared, red, blue, and white collared Domino shirt with the red, blue, and white Domino's trucker hat that it was mandatory we were supposed to wear. Um, so, I'm excited to be driving, uh, not driving for Domino's, but delivering for Domino's. This is my first job ever. So, I go in my first day. They pair me up with this older lady. Uh, she was probably in like her 30s and they're like you're gonna do some runs with her first and then uh, you know we'll we'll put you out on your own so we get a run um, first we start off we're like folding boxes well you don't have when you're a delivery driver at Domino's or at least then when you didn't have any deliveries to make you either were folding boxes folding the pizza boxes you were uh, putting the set like set, bagging up the wings, bagging up the wing portions. I think you put them in like six a bag or ten a bag or something like that. Or you were like buttering pans and putting the the uh, the crust, the pizza crust in the pans. You butter the pan. It's this big, this big uh, uh, a tin of butter. You dip your brush in and butter up that pan and drop the uh, the crust in there and put a little top on it. And you put them in the freezer. So we were back there making boxes for a minute and then we get a run. Jump in the car, we pull off and she's talking to me asking, you know, all the typical questions that people ask new people. And so um, she, we make our delivery. She's like, you know, just watch me do this. Um, I think I walked up with her for the first one so I could see what she was doing. And she like explains to the customer he's in training Show them how to do this, yada, yada, yada. So, boom, I see it. 
we go back, we get in the car, and she's like, um, uh, I got a stop that I need to make right quick. Um, you're not in a rush to get back in, are you? And I'm like, hey, I'm riding with you, you know, it's whatever. So she takes me to, I think she said her aunt's house, or yeah, her aunt's house, her cousin's house, somebody's house. We pull up to this house, she gets out, she goes, knock on the door, she's talking to him, uh, this lady, and she's making me, sticks my head out the window and speak, you know, pretty much they were checking me out, she was showing them that I was cute, and then her niece came out, or her little cousin, or whatever, we went to school together though, so I speak to her, she talks to her people, you know, for a while, and then comes back to the car, and we drive off, and you know, she's, oh, yeah, I didn't know you knew my niece, and da 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 I think her niece was like a freshman or a sophomore, and I was a senior, but I knew who she was. I had, you know, I had spoken to her. We had talked to, to each other before. It wasn't like, you know, I hadn't seen her around school. But uh, either way, you know, we get back. To, we get back to the store. It was a slow day. I think we only did like four, probably like four or five deliveries that whole day. Rest of the time, I'm just, you know, bagging wings, making boxes, and so on and so forth. Look, this is how serious making boxes is at Domino's. They had a person who actually came in for a shift that all he do was fold boxes and he charged, I think, 50 cents a box. So, after that first day, that one day of training, DeVille gets set loose on the world as a full-fledged Domino's delivery driver. They explain everything to me. Uh, you know, you get 75%, you get your, your wage, your hourly wage, then you get 75 cent for every delivery that you make and on top of that you'll get a, another 75 cent if you put that um domino sign on top of the car which was basically you know that big sign they had a magnet and magnets on the bottom so when you put it on top of the car it was like like they had some pull to it because imagine this thing has to stay on top of the car while you're driving it doesn't matter if you have to get on the highway you're on local um, uh, streets or whatever. Wherever you go, this thing has to be able to stay on top of the car. So that magnet was pretty strong. So, And then you just plug it up into like the lighter. And it turn on. And, you know, that's how you make a little extra money during your runs. So I'm learning the ropes, right? And I figured out that there was an art to delivering pizzas. Because normally you go by a rotation. You know, whoever comes in first, when that delivery, when the first delivery comes out, boom, they grab it, they go. And you go in the rotation is from basically who's in the building. And so as you come back in, if you come back in, even if even if the other guy left before me, if I made it back before he did and there's another delivery, then I grabbed the other delivery and I go. See what I'm saying? So that was the rotation. But I started to notice that there was a, a kind of a game that people would play to it. You know, people would skip over certain deliveries that they didn't want or, you know, they go straight to certain deliveries because after a while, you start to recognize names or addresses and you know the good customers. So the people who have been there for a while would take the customers that would tip well. And, you know, so they, they try to grab those orders first and get out the door with them. And then a lot of times, I was getting the orders that nobody wanted, which was the college, the projects, you know, the hood neighborhoods. A lot of the drivers didn't like to go. 
when I go ahead and take those deliveries because shoot, I stayed a couple streets up from the projects, you know what I mean? And we didn't go to the south side of town. You know how in almost every city, that south side of town is the roughest side of town. You didn't go across the tracks. We didn't deliver across the tracks is what they would say. So <laughs> the weird thing about it though is that I figured out that while people were trying to avoid certain deliveries, I figured out that places like the college and the projects and the and the quote unquote bad neighborhoods was usually the better tippers on average or you were more likely to get a tip in these places because you were dealing with people who knew, you know, regular working class people who knew the struggle of trying to make ends meet. So even if they only scraped together a dollar and change, they would make sure that you get a tip. And um, sometimes you go up into the higher end neighborhoods and, you know, you've drove 15, 20 minutes to deliver this pizza or however you've drove and you've delivered in this pizza, you pull up, there's Maseratis and Corvettes and whatever in front of these big houses and, you know, you go in and the pizza's freaking uh, 1975 and they give you a 20 and it's like, keep the change. You bastards, I hate every last one of you. Tip the damn delivery, man. <laughs> so, I had a lot of interest in run-ins while delivering pizzas. Because, oh, let's start right with here. Number one, like my first couple days on the job, finding the roots. See, this is 98.99. There are no GPSs. There's no smartphones. If you had a phone, you had a Nokia brick phone or one of those US cellular, uh, what they call it, to flip phone where the half, the bottom half of the phone flipping, you have to pull the antenna up with your teeth. You know what I'm talking about. So, and most people didn't have cell phones, number one. And we definitely didn't have GPSs. You know, if you had a GPS, you was probably like a truck driver. You had a Garmin or something like that. But, so we had this big-ass map in the uh, in the store. So every time you got a route, you got an address that you didn't know where it was, you have to look at this map and find the street and map out your path or how you're going to get there. If you were smart, you wrote down and you took notes. So, there's one time, one of my first couple deliveries solo I jump out there and I'm riding and I'm in my neighborhood I'm in my neighborhood I end up on the street that I go down all the freaking time but it's dark it's like dumb dark and the numbers are like weird weirdly arranged you know the succession of the numbers is strange so I ride up the street don't see my delivery I turn around I ride down the street don't see my delivery I go up and down the street probably three, four times. I go to the extension of the street, everything, before I finally find the street, find the address, and I'm like, shit. So I pull up, and the people are sitting on the porch. So they watch my goof ass drive up and down and up and down and up and down the street with this damn domino sign on top of my car. So I pull up, I get out the car, I go up there and um, the dudes, there's a dude on the porch. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a lady and she's the one who's getting the pizza and she's paying me as a guy. 
on the porch. I don't, just random guy. I don't know why he was there. I didn't know if he lived there. I don't know. But he's just talking to me. He's like, you got to be the dumbest damn pizza man um, in the world. And I don't say nothing. I don't say nothing because I'm at work, number one. I'm new. I'm in the neighborhood. And, you know, my neighborhood got busy. And I wasn't being th- trying to be out here throwing hands in my khakis and my domino shirt. And, like I said, it was dark as shit. So I don't know what I don't know what they had up there. I don't even really know how many people was on the porch. So I carried my little happy ass back down and got in the car and I drove off in the store. Done with that. Uh, what else happened while I was driving, man? I went to, once I get a delivery and I pull up to the house, knock on the door and it's two, um, I get, they look like they were college age females and they're in there in full laundry. I pull up, I hear music playing, blasting, they getting down. Open the door and they're in full lingerie. And I'm like, well, damn. And then she kind of looks at me like, well, damn. Because I'm dreaded out, gold teeth, you know. I'm a good-looking pizza guy when it comes down to pizza guys. And she's like, oh, look at the pizza man. I can't remember exactly what she said. And so she's like, come in. Now, one of the number one rules they always tell you is that you never go into the house. But I went into the house because they was in there in their lingeries. So I go in put the pieces down i'm chopping it up wait i'm kicking it and then i'm like damn i gotta go i don't know if it was some type of sorority thing prank or whatever that was pulling on me but i appreciated it i sure did um another story i went to and then i'm gonna end it with the major jump so uh, <laughs> so um i go to new year's eve i remember new year's eve i make a delivery and pull up to this place and there's this big fenced in porch patio style porch and the guys on the porch and him and his buddy they're getting lit they're drinking it up and buddy gave me a whole bottle of champagne he's like i don't know if you're old enough to drink or if you're supposed to you can take this but you know here's your tip they got you working on new year's eve he hands me this whole bottle of champagne and i took it yeah i took it you know what i mean but um took that took that and kept it moving so what was another what's another oh the uh, the leftovers so we used to eat a whole lot of pizza working at at uh domino's pizzas that you know were like let's say if i go deliver a pizza and they say the pizzas somebody calls and says that pizza was burnt we make them a new pizza i go out there um, I look at the old pizza, I give them the new pizza, and I tell them, you know, some, we're supposed to, technically we're supposed to bring the pizza back, but we don't always bring the pizza back. We'll be like, you can keep it. I, or I used to be like, you can keep it if you want to. And you know, a lot of times it wasn't what they wanted, so they're like, here, you know, you take it. So when we take those pizza backs, a lot of times we eat them. Or let's say um, somebody calls and cancels a piece or, or one an extra one gets made and they'll just be sitting there and we'll eat them. And then at the end of the night, whatever was left, we just take home. So I became the pizza man for my homeboys too because we would, um, I just load up on whatever was left and I'd go back to the neighborhood after I get off work 
everybody's eating pizza, you know, just chilling, doing our thing. And I think that some of my friends started calling in orders when they knew I was about to get off. I think some of my friends would call in orders and then cancel them so that I could bring the pizza home. Allegedly, they might have did that. But that's not even the, the, the big girl. <laughs> Check this out. Come down this rabbit hole with me. So, one night I'm delivering. I'm all over the place. And I used to have a killer playlist. I was either listening to Nas. What was it? I think I Am was the album. Yeah, I Am. I listened to that. I was listening to Yuck Mouth, Regime. Uh, what else do we have in that rotation? Think like Ghetto Godzilla. Who made Ghetto Fiend? I had a bunch. I had a smooth playlist. But I'm riding one night. And I bump into one of my friends from the neighborhood. And this guy had recently lost a cousin. His cousin had got killed, had been murdered. And he kinda, he kinda lost it a little bit, you know, for a while. So I bump into this guy, just like randomly. I randomly see him walking down the street and I stop, you know, to check on him. That's my man's in there. So I pull up and I start, you know, talk to him, ask him how he doing, yada, yada, yada. So he like, man, you give me a ride to down the street or whatever, whatever. And, you know, I had pieces in the car and I'm delivering, but I'm like, eh, can't really do it. But because I got deliveries, he's like, where you going? I told him and he was like, yeah, well, you could just drop me off so-and-so on the way. So I'm like, cool throw the pieces in the back seat he jumps in the car now it's night it's probably like 8 30 9 o'clock at night dark pitch dark and he has on the darkest black pair of, of sunglasses shades that that you ever will find these was like lokes <laughs> these was like just just picture just your stereotypical uh uh um hispanic person in a gangster movie with the black all black uh sunglasses he had some of those on middle of the night so he jumps in the car and we riding and he came he's creeping me out and i'm kind of i'm kind of nervous being wholeheartedly honest with you i'm kind of nervous with this guy in the car so we driving and i get to the um i'm like where you where you want me to drop you off at and buddy says oh man i'm just I'm just going to ride with you. I can't ride with you. Your boy can't ride with you. And I'm like, bro, I'm working. And he's like, man, just let me on. Ride with you for a minute. And then, you know, I get out. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Because my next delivery is a hotel. So I'm like, it's not like I'm going to somebody's house. So I drive. I think, what's the name of that hole? Was it Travel Lodge? I think it was like travel lodge or something like that i don't know but i whip into the hotel and i'm looking for the room number and i can't find it i can't find it for nothing to save my life so i pull around pull up to the front where the office is get out um go into the um i think i had the bell i think i had like buzz into the into the office but either way i, I get in and i'm talking to this lady i'm asking her you know, where's room, whatever. We'll just make up a number. Where's room 230? And she's looking over my shoulder. 
And I'm paying attention, but I'm not paying attention. She's like, what room was you asking for? I said, uh, 2.30. And she pulls out a paper. She starts looking at the paper. Now, while she's looking at this room registry paper or whatever, like the map of the hotel, I just happened to turn around and look back. This dude, this dude is standing in the window, the big storefront window of the hotel office. This dude is standing in the window, stiff as a board, staring into the office with these dark black air shades on. Bald head black guy just standing there in the middle of the night, staring into the office. You know that lady looked up at me and said, we don't have a room 2.30. And I said, what? And she was like, yeah. I was like, well, dang, somebody ordered. All right, never mind. So I go back and um, I get in the car and I leave. So I'm riding and I tell my buddy, I'm like, look, I gotta, uh, I gotta go back to the store. So you can't ride with me back to the store. So he's like, all right, man, just drop me off at his house, so and so I drop him off, and then I go find a payphone. Because at this, did I, I didn't have a cell phone at this time, I don't think. I may have had my cell phone. But your only options was, because I had one of those prepaid joints I bought off a kid in school, and you had like 60 minutes for 50 bucks or something like that. And then it'll be free after 7 o'clock, free on nights and free weekends. So I drop him off. I get him out of the car. I make a call. Whether I use the paper, because when something goes wrong, like I said, this is the this is 98, 99. So when something goes wrong, you got two options. If you had a cell phone, you call the store. Um, if not, you had to find a pay phone. Drop a quarter in that junk and you call the store and figure it out. So either way, I call the store and I'm like, um, I'm on the way back. And it's like, well, what's going on? The people had called about the order. And I say, look, that's why I think I had my cell phone. Because I think I think the, the, the guy, uh, Steve, had called me while I was on my way back to the store. And he said, oh, what's going on with the order? And I say, well, the lady at the hotel told me. I went out there, I couldn't find it, and the lady at the office told me they didn't have a room 2.30. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, she told me they didn't have a room 2.30, so I left. I'm headed back to the store. And she's like, he's like, yeah, they definitely have a room 2.30. I'm going to give you the number, yada, yada, yada. So, boom, he gives me the customer's number. I call the customer. Customer tells me how to get to the room. I turn around, I go back, deliver the pizza, and I'm telling him the same thing. I'm like, look, bro, they had a, um, they had a, they told me there wasn't a room 2.30, so I had left. So he's like, oh, all right, you know, whatever, whatever. But nobody's believing me. By the time I get back to the store, it says, I guess the lady, I guess he called, I don't know if he called the, the office or if the office called him. But he said, hey, when you um, when you were at the at the hotel, was there somebody with you? And so I just lied. I was like, no. And he was like, nobody's with you? I was like, no, nah, nobody's with me. And he was like, did you see anybody out there? And so I was like, mm-hmm. 
I said, yeah, it was a guy standing outside. It was a guy standing outside. And, um, you know, I knew who he was. And he asked me for a ride when I was leaving, but he wasn't with me. He's like, oh, see, that's why she told you that there wasn't a room 230 because she saw this guy. She saw the guy standing outside and it spooked her out or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, you know, shit happens. But I ended my reign at Domino's when it came around time for finals and it's my senior year. And how we do our schedule, you have to write in your preferred shifts for the schedule, preferred off days, and then the manager will go back behind you and he make final finalize the schedule. So I couldn't to work the day of like the day of finals and I show up and he someone had changed my schedule from like a mid shift to a closing shift. Now when you're closing, let's say the store closes at eleven, you as a driver you have to count down your bag, you gotta count down your money, count out your tips, you have to help finish whatever closing duties is left to do. So you're not getting out of there till 12, 30, 1 o'clock. And I told the boss man, I said, look, I put in for a requested a mid-shift and they said a mid-shift on there when the schedule came out and then somebody changed it. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I changed it because so-and-so needed off. And I'm like, look, bro, I got finals tomorrow. I'm not closing, I gotta go because I got to work, I got to go to school. So he doesn't say anything. I worked my shift up until the mid-shift, up until the time I was scheduled, you know what I mean, to get off. I think it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So um, I'm like, look, I got to go. I'm not closing. I told you I got finals. So he was like, so you're quitting? I said, if that's what I got to do, to go home because I got finals tomorrow. And he doesn't say nothing. He has his back turned to me the whole time. He's just making pizza. So I walked about that bitch and I never went back. That's the end, man. Take this information, use it however you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated because either way, you made a difference, my friend. Thank y'all for tuning in to the VLDI. Thoughts about the VLDI, the podcast. I love y'all. I'm out of here. Peace.